Ali radiallahu anhu used to say to Fatima radiallahu anha, the daughter of the Prophet his wife, La ilaha illallah. Ida sonakti tu'aman fameyyihu. When you make food, make it soft. Not so that I can luxury, you know, not, not, not so that it's luxury eating. It's basically saying, may that can make a smoothie and drink it. Just blend everything together so I can drink it. It doesn't take me 10 minutes, take me two minutes instead. Literally, that's what he's saying. He says, Make it light and soft so that it just goes down. I can just drink it like a porridge. Right? Subhanallah. Because between something which is liquid like that and soft and something which is dry and hard is 50 tasbihs. He even counted it. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Hamdan kathiran tayyiban mubarakan fih mubarakan alayh kama yuhibbu rabbuna wa yarda. جل جلاله وعم نواله والصلاة والسلام على سيد الحبيب المصطفى صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين أما بعد We are on page 127 It's aphorism حكمة number 209 on page 127 This is how it goes It's also about the value of time. And it's really interesting what he says today. He says, مَا فَاتَ مِنْ عُمُرِكَ لَا عِوَضَ لَهُ وَمَا حَصَلَ لَكَ مِنْهُ لَا قِيمَةَ لَهُ It's just the way he sees these things is amazing. مَا فَاتَ مِنْ عُمُرِكَ لَا عِوَضَ لَهُ وَمَا حَصَلَ لَكَ مِنْهُ لَا قِيمَةَ لَهُ Which means that part of your life that has gone by Whatever's been, whatever's past of your life uh, is irreplaceable. There's no compensation for it. There's no way to get that much more back. Here, give me extra time. Give me extended time. The way I want us to think about it today is through a parable. If a person is lucky enough to live for 80 years in this life, 80 is a good, good age. A lot of people die actually before that, between 60 and 70. Some people go beyond 70 and lucky ones get to 80, 90 if they've got a good life with good iman, then they're lucky. They're fortunate. So let's just take a person of 80 years old. How many, how many days is that? We could count that. We could count how many hours that is. Let's just count how many seconds. Because the smallest amount of time that we can do something and benefit that is very valuable, valuable is probably a second. <coughs> Subhanallah. That subhanallah is more valuable than everything in this world, literally. It doesn't feel like it, does it? It doesn't sound like it. Subhanallah. What's a subhanallah, people might be saying. But literally one subhanallah, which would take you one second, is more valuable than everything in this world, in terms of the hereafter. So now, how many seconds, does anybody know how many seconds there are in an 80-year life? There are approximately from a rough estimate, it's probably about 2.52 billion seconds. 2.52 billion seconds. That means that if we're about 40 years old, 
we've already done and used up half of those seconds out of 2.52 billion we've already already used up 1.21 billion seconds if you're 40 years old and you can make the hisab some of you will say oh i've got a bit more than that i'm not 40 yet i'm still 20 30 and some will say well i'm 50 and 60 so i've nearly used up all my seconds and that's just even if you live till 80, if you live less than that, then there's going to be less seconds anyway. You just don't know when they're going to stop. But let's just go with 70 or 80, 80 years. That's 2.52 billion seconds. Now you understand what he's saying. There's no way that if we've used up a million of those seconds, right? How many seconds in a day? Right? What is 60 times 60 times 24? Any maths teachers here? So we've already used that much up. That's how much we use up. So now he's saying that that part of your life, those seconds of your life out of the two point whatever billion that have gone by already, they're irreplaceable. You can't get extra time. It's written. You can't get extra time. And that which has arrived is priceless, he says. What, what, what he means by arrived, I don't know if I like that translation. Whatever you've attained in those seconds. Whatever you've been. So if we said, subhanallah, alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar, in every one of those seconds, absolutely priceless. Just imagine if every subhanallah is worth a tree in paradise. That's a lot of trees. You've got a lot of space to fill because the last person out of paradise is going to have the size of this world at least. Or ten times the size of this world. And more. So there's a lot of development work anyway. But either way, it's priceless. That's what he's saying. So the way we look at this today is in a, um, I think this is a really, really important theme to discuss. We've discussed it for two sessions in different ways. This is another way to discuss it, that every moment that is passed, that has passed, is priceless because it can't be replaceable. And anything you've done in it, whatever has been attained in it, is absolutely priceless because there's no way to get it again. You can get it in addition, but you can't, this, whatever we've attained is already priceless, if we've attained it. So, the way this has been explained is that, literally that is our capital. You can't do business without some skill or without some kind of capital. So, you can't live in this world without the seconds, that these two billion or so seconds that people have been given, right? If they're lucky enough, there's nothing you can do without that. So, Allah has given us this capital. Here you go. These are the seconds that I give you, two point something billion seconds that I give you. And in it will be, you know, from that is you're, you're going to get your profits or you're going to just waste them here and there. You're just going to lose them and you're just going to be extravagant and you're going to waste them in the wrong thing. So anybody who's going to really, really push himself and make an effort, then he's going to be from the Faizin. Faizin means the, the winners. He's going to be from the successful ones. The champions. And وَمَنْ ضَيَّعَهُ فِي الْبَطَالَةِ وَالتَّقْسِيرِ الْبَطَالَةِ وَالتَّقْسِيرِ كَانَ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ And anybody who has wasted these seconds in idleness. Batala is idleness. It's an interesting word. Batil means falsehood. Batala means to just basically go through and do nothing in your life and be idle and basically waste your time. وَالتَّقْسِيرِ And in any shortcoming, then they are going to be from the Khasiri. Now we're uh, working on a book, it's nearly done. 
It's called the adab al-suhba, the etiquette of companionship, of how you really truly be a companion to one another about social life. What are the rights that we owe one another? It's amazing the kind of things that he brings up in there. We already did a series of lectures on there, I think about 17 or 27 lectures that are already up there, but the book will be coming out soon, inshallah. And he literally says at the beginning, the reason I'm writing this book is I've seen too much idleness, people wasting their time, and people just being idle and doing nothing, not being productive. So that's why I wanted to write this book and with a focus on social life, with a focus on how to fulfill one another's responsibilities. Essentially saying how to build your akhlaq and character so that you make more people happy and you bring joy in this world rather than carnage and genocide in this world and you bring about good in this world and that way the world becomes a better place and you get more profit from it. Make dua that it comes out soon. So then he says, whatever has been lost of those seconds in other than the worship of your Lord, other than devotion to your Lord, then there is no way to get those seconds again to fulfill that. Because whatever has gone will never come back. And if you did manage to do those moments of worship, devotion, for the sake of Allah, whatever that be, whether that be eating with the intention to strengthen ourselves to do worship, that means that those 15-20 minutes you sat down to eat, to bring joy to somebody, Right to teach someone something or to just get energy and just eat. We do that all the time. You, those seconds are mashallah well worth it. So it doesn't have to be doing subhanallah all the time. The consciousness of Allah can be in the heart and that's the easiest dhikr, but it's the most difficult to imbibe. Once a person begins to love Allah in such a way that he's constantly thinking of Allah, then his every step he takes and every thought he does, it's going to have Allah in it, and that's devotion. So it won't be just when you're praying salat, or when you've got a tasbih in your hand, or when you're moving your lips, or when you're reading Quran or something. No. It's going to be any moment. And every moment, because whatever you're doing, it's going to be for that sake. I'm going to earn a living because Allah wants me to earn a living for my family. I want to earn a halal living. That consciousness comes through and you're thanking Allah for every customer you get. If you're online sales and every order that you receive, Alhamdulillah, Jazakallah, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Ashukrulillah, you're getting reward for that. All of those moments are spent. I'm doing this being a sunnah to do so. Look how many people I'm able to help. If I make extra profit in this, I can assist people. I can bring about joy to others. I can bring about relief. There's a lot of ways to think about this. Otherwise, we're just doing the same business, but it gives you just money and no other fulfillment. That's why we tell people now, do not teach your children just to be an engineer or a doctor. Teach them to be a productive individual that will bring joy to people's life, bring about ease in this world, bring about goodness in this world through being a doctor through being an engineer or whatever you want them to be. So you'll still be the same thing. You'll still get them, but they'll have a higher motive. And it will be much more full of reward. And these will be holistic people, wholesome people, productive people, valuable people, high-powered individuals in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because every second of theirs is directed 
and it's not being wasted. So then he says that if you were, if it was for sale, if seconds were for sale and you could transfer them to one another, he's basically saying that if you were to try to buy one of these seconds for uh, to sell one of these seconds for a whole world of gold, whole world full of gold, you just got loads of it. Right? That would actually be insignificant to the value of that second. Every second is n- it, it, a whole world full of gold doesn't reach its value because of the one subhanallah, alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar you could say in there. That one moment of consciousness with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you can have in there. That gold does not equate to it. لِأَنَّ السَّاعَةَ مِّنْهُ تُذْكَرُ اللَّهُ فِيهَا تَذْكُرُ اللَّهَ فِيهَا تَنَالْ بِذَلِكَ مُلْكًا كَبِيرًا Because rather than exchange it for a whole world of gold, to just remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that second, you'll get a bigger kingdom in the hereafter. Imagine it. This is not an exaggeration because they say that the person who's just said La ilaha illallah once and he's never done anything else, he still gets a paradise the size of this world. That's just because you said it once with belief and that made you a believer and it gave you the ticket. وَنَعِيمًا مُقِيمًا And it, these will be joys that will never end. They will be enduring forever and everlasting. لَوْ بِيْعَةِ الدُّنْيَا بِحَذَافِيرِهَا مَا بَلَغَتْ مِنْهُ عُشْرُ الْعُشْرِ if they were to be sold, or if the dunya, entire world, the entire world was to be sold, they wouldn't be able to reach even a tenth of the tenth of that. That is why um, the best way to understand is that why do our uh, religious, righteous, pious predecessors, why were they so concerned about their time? Why were they so concerned about their time? Because they, they figured out the value of it. They figured out the value of it. That's why they did not suffice for themselves. They weren't happy to just, uh, just lead an idle life. Their focus was to just completely all the time be focused on doing something, preserving something, producing something, assisting something, teaching someone and doing something about it. They had no time for idleness. No time for idleness. A hadith says, لا تأتي على العبد ساعة لا يذكر الله فيها لا يذكر الله فيها إلا كانت عليه حسرة يوم القيامة. Think of the meaning first. He says that any second. I'm going to translate this as saying it's just moment. Saatun means moment, but I'll say second just to make it um, practical for us. No second passes upon any servant in this world in which he does not remember Allah some way. Right? It's going to be a source of loss in the hereafter. Doesn't mean you're going to get punished for it. Right? You might be sleeping with no intention. You may not going to, that's a neutral state. You're not going to get punished for that necessarily, unless you miss Fajr as well. Right? But you're going to think, oh man, had I done something with those moments and not slept that much, not been on Netflix and not finished five series of whatever it is, you know, over the Christmas break, the winter break, right? And I had done something else, something more useful. As I've said before, instead of watching so many documentaries, so many, so not documentaries, um, so many of these series, right? And there's just more and more coming out every day, okay? There's just more and more coming out every day. 
Instead of that, go and make some money, start a business. I'm telling you, start a business, start selling something. Whether that be Palestinian scarves, I don't know. Sell something, man. Make that money and give it to the poor. Help somebody with it or do something with it. That's at least better than just watching and doing nothing. Seriously. Get some friends together, pull in a thousand pounds each, 500 pounds each, start a business. At least it's a sunnah. At least you can help the Muslim world with it. You can help the Muslim community, you can help people, humanity with it. You're just watching. Nowhere in history did they ever have so much, so much time to waste. Just remember, you can only be manipulated if you're a person without principles, with no goals. If you're a person who's just willing to adopt every new trend that comes out, every new entertainment that is out there, then you are manipulatable. And that's how people want you to be. That's how the people in power, I don't want to get into a conspiracy thing, but that's definitely how businesses want you to be. Because then you're willing to consume their... Uh, their content. Otherwise, you, you're your principal guy. You don't do that kind of thing. You have your principles. If you don't have principles, and this is where the world is going. The world is going, post-modernity is telling us to be without principles. So that we're malleable. We're flexible. We'll take on anything new that comes out without thinking about it. Because we don't have any principles to guide us and to discriminate for us what's good and what's bad. That's literally where we are in this world right now. That is literally, it's a good job, Ya Allah, that we have Islam, that we can come and we're forced to pray five times a day, at least once a week for Jummah for those who do that. At least, otherwise imagine where we would be without that. People have nothing. They're just happy they've got Amazon Prime and Netflix. They're just happy they've got that. So not a second will pa uh, passes by over a servant in which he does not remember Allah except that it's going to be a source of loss in the hereafter. A man, I could have done so much more, I would have been in a better place. Let's see if we get to Jannah, inshaAllah. Ali radiallahu anhu karramallahu wajhu says, Baqiyatu umri al-abdi ma laha thaman yudrik biha ma fat wa yuhyi biha ma mat. The rest, so we have to take it from the rest of our life. We can't talk about the past, that's already gone, right? So whatever's remaining, he's saying that whatever's remaining of a person's life, it has no value, meaning it's priceless. It's, you can't give it a price, it's just too valuable. It's just too valuable. He says, the only way, it, has, it doesn't have the value by which he can try to fulfill and make up for what he's lost or to try to enliven what, he, what has died already. But at least... You can uh, try to uh, not waste those times as well. Uh, the thing is that if somebody tries and uh, asks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, look, I've wasted 50 years of my life, 30 years of my life, 20 years of my life, then we hope that there'll be a boost somewhere, there'll be an upgrade somewhere, inshallah, with Allah. It's all in His hands. So at least we can hope for that. But clearly, if, th if there's somebody who's been worshipping 50 years and 20 years, you know, we're comparing 20 years to 50 years, they got a better chance, but come on, man. We're not going to give it up for that. Hey, I've not, I've wasted 30 years now. Let me just waste the rest, the other 30 years. No. Allah is, mashallah, Allah is amazing. He is very benevolent, very generous. He is mukrim, he is ikram, he has dhul jalali wal ikram. 
Junaid al-Baghdadi radiyallahu anhu says, Al-waqtu idha fata la yustadrak. Any moment that is lost can never be brought back. Walaysa shay'un a'az min al-waqt. The point of quoting all of these individuals is to show that this is not an isolated idea. This is something that every productive individual has thought about. Forget Muslims. Non-Muslim productive individuals don't have time to waste. Look at the secret of their routine or they don't have time to waste. They don't waste time on Netflix, productive individuals. You don't have time to waste. There's just too much going on in the world. Just too much to produce. And the more ideas you have, the, big, you know, the, 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 the more you do, the bigger the ideas, the, the more uh, spin-offs you can do, the more creativity that you can have. Yeah, you, the, like these guys, they get fired from one company, they go and start another company. They already got so many ideas because they know where things are going. That's why being productive is important. So remember, a person who's productive, doesn't matter where he gets fired from, he'll do something else. In fact, that firing will be a blessing. He can do something else. So that's why Junaid radiallahu even he talks about, he says, a time that is lost can never, be, uh, can never be made up again. And there is nothing that is actually more valuable than time. You might say, but dhikr is more valuable than time. But you need time to do dhikr, no? If you didn't have time that you did not spend in the dhikr, then what's, where are you going to do dhikr? Dhikr is in the container of time. That's why time is the container which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. That's why there's a poem uh, in Arabic. It says, As-sibaq, as-sibaq, qawlan wa fi'lan, hadhiri nafsa hasrat al-masbuqi. As-sibaq, as-sibaq, qawlan wa fi'lan, hadhiri nafsa hasrat al-masbuqi. Allahu Akbar. He says, hurry, compete, compete to get ahead. Like get ahead, get ahead, both in your speech and in your actions and protect yourself from experiencing the loss of being the one left behind. A masbuk is the one who gets left behind in salat who comes late. So don't be a masbuk. Don't be left behind. Don't play catch up. Be ahead. Hassan Basri radiallahu anhu says, Adraktu aqwaman kanu ala anfasihim wa awqatihim now think of a millionaire who's tight. Think of, a, think of a very wealthy guy who knows how to make money and knows how to invest every penny. He's all, his money's always tied up. He can never help anybody else. Right? He's got loads of money, but he's always tied up somewhere, so he can't help anybody else because it's just making money for him. Right? Uh, there was a a masjid that was uh, recently, uh, mashallah, uh, recently uh, uh, founded. And the brothers there were telling me that they went to a guy who, who has a portfolio of properties that gives him an income of £700,000 a month. That's a new house. That 700000 is a decent house you can get in this area every month. You can buy 12 houses a year. He couldn't, give a, he couldn't give any money to the masjid because he's probably already found a property. Every month there's a property on the market, 700 as they come, then he pays for it. He just money's tied up, it's just tied up and it's way more than you can ever do anything in your life. Like you have a lot more than you can do anything. I was listening to somebody who uh, went through that, he used to work for a big company and uh, he said, I had 
I don't know, 14 cars in my garage or something. And eventually he says, I, I didn't have time to drive them. And cars have to be driven. Otherwise they get clogged up, right? You had to then eventually change batteries and you have to make sure that they get serviced and it becomes a hassle. And he says, once you get behind the wheel, then it's all the same, they're all the same. As long as they're decent cars. So there is an end to this. There is an end to this. That's why if we don't learn satisfaction and contentment with what we have, then you're always going to be miserable because then you're going to want to work more because you can't just get money like that. You're going to want to work more. You're going to take more gambles. You're going to take more risks. You could fall into haram and you're just going to waste a lot more time doing that. Endless nights, sleepless nights because you're competing with somebody else. And there's always something new coming out in the market. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad. So Hassan Basri was saying that I have met a people, I have met certain individuals, they were more particular and careful and conscious about every breath of theirs, every second of theirs. They were more protective over it and they were a lot, much more greedier and stingy with their time for the sake of Allah rather than waste it, right? More than any of you have a focus on your dinars and dirhams. So imagine this guy who makes a lot of money and he's got everything ready to do deals and new deals and every bit of money that comes in. How focused is that guy on what his money is doing? The whole day he's got different teams working on different assets, different investments. This is what these guys were much more particular about their time than money. Even though they can't see anything about it. With money at least you see a balance increasing. You see a new asset coming along, a new product coming in, you know, to, to experience. But this is nothing. It's just experience with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But they got something that they're given. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us that experience as well. He says, just like none of you would take and spend his dirham or dinar except to get a certain benefit or to remove yeah, uh, to, to provide some kind of benefit. Would you just put your... Uh, a person who's so careful about his money, do you think they're just going to throw money around and waste it? No, they won't. They're very particular about it. Ali radiallahu anhu used to say to Fatima radiallahu anha, the daughter of the Prophet his wife, La ilaha illallah. Ida sana'ti tu'aman fa when you make food, make it soft. Not so that I can luxury, you know, not, not, not so that it's luxury eating. It's basically saying, may that can make a smoothie and drink it. Just blend everything together so I can drink it. It doesn't take me 10 minutes, it takes me two minutes instead. Literally, that's what he's saying. He says, Make it light and soft so that it just goes down. I can just drink it like a porridge. Right? Subhanallah. He says, Because between something which is liquid like that and soft, and something which is dry and hard, is 50 tasbihs. He even counted it. These sound like major exaggerations, even you get two tasbihs in Alhamdulillah. Even if we can just remember Allah before we eat and at the end or in between, Alhamdulillah, that's great. This is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I said, this is the only way we're going to teach our children to love Allah is the dinner table, the dinner, the starkhan, right, is a place where we should always 
join together and there needs to be some remembrance of Allah throughout that. We discuss things and then you talk about Allah. Thank Allah for this food. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, look what Allah has given us. Just that kind of a discussion, make it as organic as possible. Meaning make the discussion as natural as possible and the children pick it up that oh, all of this comes from Allah. La ilaha illallah. Abu Ali al-Jurjani, another scholar, he says, Ma madaghtu al-khubza mundhu arba'ina sanatan. I've never chewed bread for 40 years. I just gave up chewing bread. Maybe the bread was a bit harder in those days. Now, now you get bread that is... Uh, I don't know, can you buy bread without the, the outer core? I think they'd probably be haram to buy that kind of bread because where are they going to put the core? I'm not giving fatwa, but you know, subhanAllah. And there's people who teach their children to eat like that. They bring this pure white bleached bread, they cut off the edges, and then they feed their kids as though it's too tough for their stomach. Poor kids, man. They're so soft. So they take off the edges and make them eat that. Make them not eat that. And then they expect them to become tough people afterwards. For 40 years. What I do is I just eat sawik. Sawik is a type of a wheat mixture. I, I just eat it dry. I don't need to make bread with it. I just eat it dry. I'm not saying you need to do that, right? But, and, uh, go back to remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I go back to remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then he says, I used to count that I could between chewing and just, uh, you know, compared to chewing, uh, to, to just swallow it, right? It was 60, uh, 16, yeah, 60 tasbihs. Now, these aren't people who are sitting all day doing tasbih necessarily. They're doing other work, but the thing is that they're just saying that in the, when you're eating, you can't really do tasbih with a full mouth, can you? Uh, with other work you can still do tasbih at least it, be, it, it can become a habit to do tasbih um, if you keep trying what happens is that whenever you have time like you're just driving uh, 20 minute drive you, you'll just um, it's a good idea to keep a tasbih like literally you know um, a, a uh, beads tasbih beads right like literally the beads uh, I, I keep one on my indicator stick. So it's there, sparkling. So what you do is, as soon as you drive, you just take it and as long as you can drive with one hand, uh, you can use the other one, suddenly it gets caught a bit, you have to be careful. Some people, they drive like this, they can't move their hands, they're scared to move their hands, right? Then it becomes, then you have to do something else, maybe you can get one of those tasbees and stick it around the wheel and you can just press on it. One, two. It's just, these are just excuses so that it reminds you, otherwise you forget. So I've noticed that all of these benefits, you're on your bike or you're walking. So you're just going to walk anyway, man. You're going to walk anyway. Just get habituated to do dhikr. Astaghfirullah, Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You'll see that, mashallah, then you can literally get thousands in a day. Without even realizing, it just becomes part of your lifestyle. It has to become part of your lifestyle. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. Because dhikr is not just having to sit down specially for it. It needs to be incorporated in our lifestyle. The thought and uh, some kind of uh, uh, tongue uh, involvement 
throughout the day and you just use different excuses for that. I'm sure people have other ideas as well. Then it says that the, all, uh, the, our 24 hours, right? The, our 24 hours of each day, on the day of judgment, they're going to manifest, they're going to come out and appear in the form of 24 treasure troves lined up. Our one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 24 of them for each day. فَمَنْ كَانَ عَمَّرَهَا فِي الدُّنْيَا بِطَاعَةِ اللَّهِ رَآهَا خَزَائِنْ مَعْمُورَةً بِالنَّعِيمِ Anybody who used to focus on these seconds to make up these hours, he says he's going to find these huge boxes full of joys, full of happinesses, full of gifts and bounties. وَمَنْ كَانَ ضَيَّعَهَا and whoever wasted them رَآهَا خَزَائِنَ فَارِغَ خَاوِيَةً He's going to see the boxes, but they're all going to be empty. There's nothing in them, nothing to find in them when you go there. فَيَتَحَسَّرُ عَلَيْهَا وَيَنْدَمْ So he's going to feel a huge sense of loss. He's going to be very, very remorseful and very regretful. There's a long narration that's mentioned, is that it says that the people of Jannah, while they will be enjoying their bounties, so they're people, uh, they go into Jannah, they're enjoying their bounties, and suddenly what they notice above them in the skies Right? They suddenly see a light that illuminates their property, their estate. Imagine how, I mean, their estate is as big as this world. It illuminates their estate. They look up and there's this light that's coming up from there. He says, just like the way the sun will light, uh, lights up the day in the world. So they look and they see people up there. It's very high up, but they're able to communicate somehow. So they see people up there that are much higher than they are the Ahlu Illiyin. They're the people of the highest chambers up there. Right? And you can only see them the way you see the stars. So they're really up there. Now there's some special way of communication. I'm just, Fi Ufukis Sama. And they've been given much more brighter, uh, illuminated, luminous positions which are way above them so what they say is they see them moving around to go to visit Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because the ultimate pleasure of paradise is to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so they see these people that they can frequent more frequently visit Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala فَيَنْظُرُونَ إِلَيْهِمْ يَسِيرُونَ عَلَى نُجُبٍ تَسْرَحُ بِهِمْ فِي الْهَوَاءِ يَزُورُونَ ذَا الْجَلَالِ وَالْإِكْرَامِ So these people call out to whoever, them or others, and they say that how come uh, this is not fair? How come we've not been dealt with fairly? Why do they get that access and we don't get that access? Imagine you've paid a huge amount of money to get this five-star property, this five-star hotel resort. And you go there and then suddenly there's certain things that you can't access. Oh, that's for the diamond members. Right? That's, there's like, that's a additional amount. There's one airline, you know, it's got business class, then it's got first class. And then after that, it's got, I don't know, they call them the apartments or what. It's like your whole three suites, you know, for the seven hour flight from here to Dubai. Which passes by in two hours if you're going to get them. And it costs like 20,000 pounds. For a seven hour, six, seven hours. Right? So you think you're in first class, there's something above that. You know. 
they just keep us in coach class, right, with everybody else. So he says, Ya ikhwanana, ma ansaftumuna, you have not dealt with us fairly, like what's going on, where are you, why are you up there for? Kunna nusalli kama tusalun, we used to pray just like you used to pray, wa nasumu kama tasumun. Fama hadha alladhi fuddiltum bihi alayna, why have you been given this extra upgrade above us? Suddenly, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah responds. An announcement comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, azza wa jal, says, innahum kanu yaju'oon. I got really, really happy when I read this. Innahum kanu yaju'oon ahina tashba'oon. They used to stay hungry when you used to be full. Just think of our brothers who are being hungry right now. وَيَعْتَشُونَ حِينَ تَرْوَونَ They were thirsty because the water had been turned off. The water supply had been turned off. But they still call on Allah. Not thinking, not, not thinking that, oh, you know, Allah does this. Why should we? So they were thirsty when you were fully sated. وَيَعْرَوْنَ حِينَ تُكْسَوْنَ they were naked. They had less clothes when you were fully clothed. And they were remembering Allah when you had forgotten. They have to remember. They got no other way to be honest. But subhanAllah, whether by force, whether by compulsion, whether by voluntarily, remembering Allah is remembering Allah. What else are you going to do? Otherwise, you're just going to die anyway. So why not remember Allah? And they were crying when you were laughing, laughing, and they were standing up in prayer when you were sleeping. And they were under intense fear while you were in safety and security. It's only by that that they've been it's by that that they've been given a higher space than you. It's only by that they've been given. فَذَلِكَ قَوْلُهُ تَعَالَى And this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, uh, Allah mentions, فَلَا تَعْلَمُ نَفْسٌ مَا أُخْفِيَ لَهُمْ مِنْ قُرَّةِ أَعْيُنَ جَزَاءً بِمَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ Nobody, no nafs knows what has been hidden from them of the joy of the sight, of the gladdening of their eyes that they will get as a reward for what they used to do. When I read this, it just made me feel a bit better. That it's not all in vain. And we know that it's not in vain. It's just this gives us better understanding. It's not all in vain. Allah never wastes anything. Allah never wastes anything. And remember, any blood spilt in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring barakah. Will bring barakah. It takes time though, but it's always brought barakah. You think, you think Turkey, Turkey itself, mainland Turkey, those people came from the steppes. They are not indigenous to that area. All of these Turkic tribes that, uh, that situate themselves in Turkey today, they're not natural. That, that, that was the land of the Crusaders. They literally took it over. And then they were literally, many of them were destroyed. The, the Islam was destroyed. They went through 70, 80 years of complete secularization. And they come back. So much blood has been spilt on that area for the sake of Allah, for the sake of Islam. You know, through the Seljuks and the, uh, and the Ottomans and others. There's a barakah of that. There's a barakah of that. As long as you value it. And the way 
to protect the, 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 the simple way to protect our time is, has to be a change of focus, a change of paradigm that, look, ultimately, I know I'm going to get everything in the hereafter. This world is a temporary place. And I, get, I, I only need to get from here what is functional, what is going to take me through. And uh, as long as it takes me through in a comfortable, decent, reasonable way, we, we don't want to get a banger of a car so that you have to go to the mechanic every day. That's not really zuhud, is it? You got the money to buy a decent car that's not going to break down every day, that's fine. But you don't have to always have the latest car. There's a balance in these things. Yes, if somebody can give me a 10-year-old a car that they can say, five years, you're not going to go to a mechanic, I'll, I'll take it. No problem. Right? You have to make these choices in life as to live a moderate life. It's very important. The life is just getting too complicated, though. Things are getting too expensive. People are charging too much. And there's a reason for that. And that's when happiness is gone. Have you seen how everything has become so expensive? Because there's no baraka. There's no baraka. Insurance, right? Even though you have a no claims, that no claims bonus is an absolute farce, deception. They make you pay to protect it. But you don't really get much for it. You bought a new car, or you've got a car that's worth, say, 30,000 pounds. Your insurance... Purposely is only going to cover 25,000 value and then they make you buy a top-up insurance a gap insurance Like where did they get that from? What is this insurance about? It's comprehensive insurance. It's not third-party insurance. It's comprehensive That should have covered the 30, but no, no, no We're gonna put it lower so then you have to buy an additional insurance if you want 30,000 to be what is that? Cheating deception everybody's trying to make more money Uh, a, few, a few months ago, a guy called me from this general area. He says, I'm struggling. I make, my salary is what? 80,000 pounds a year. And he says, I'm struggling. What do you mean you're struggling at 80,000 pounds? I said, are you crazy? What kind, of bill, what kind of lavish lifestyle must you have? That's what I thought. He's got three children. His rent is about 2,200, 2,300, which is quite cheap for a three-bedroom house. Somebody's giving him. So, so I asked him, how much do you spend this? So he literally, his bills, his car, uh, the home is only 2,200. So that's about 5,000 pound a week, uh, a month, right? His salary is about 5,000 pound a month. Half of that goes in, well, just less than half of that goes in rent. And then, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the only extra, he said, is that he spends some, like, I don't know, uh, some, some amount of money on tuition for his, uh, for his children because they, they struggle a bit. And he said... Now it's become such that even after 80,000, I have to sometimes go in an overdraft. Sometimes I have to go in overdraft. I don't retain anything. I said, like, not everybody makes 80,000. People make 40 and 50,000 only. I don't know. You know, it's just things are going crazy. Somebody told me they, they had a house. They, they were renting the room out. They were renting the, is it a one bedroom place or two bedroom? I don't know, in, in Hackney for. He said, we'd put it up for, I think, 1600 a month. There was a line and people were offering some, like, here, 2200 We'll pay you 2200 6700 over what he's asking for. They're willing to pay that much. Where's the world going? Where, what's going on here? Are we part of this? Are we included in this? We're just hacking up the money. 
You know, we've been selling these books for the last 15 years, since 2004. We haven't raised our prices. Our cost prices have gone up. We've hardly, our books cost the same one away. Since the day this was published, it's cost 17 pounds. It's always been the same price. We haven't hiked up the prices. People are making crazy amounts of money. What are you doing? How can people live like this? When people have to spend too much money, they're struggling. You're not going to get a happy population. That means people are going to be depressed in that country. That's not a good place to live. There's a report about stolen goods, stolen food items, groceries that are now being sold on the black market for cheaper. So all it's going to do is that it's going to be Robin Hood style. People are going to steal from the rich to sell to the poor. Not in a virtuous reason, but you know, it's not the right thing. To, it's not the right place. I mean, in the last year, things have gone crazy in this country. And I don't know where the barakat is. There's no barakat left. So this is what Sheikh Abdullah Gango, he says here. He says, no compensation can ever be offered for man's time that has expired. Therefore, the time that one obtains at present is priceless. The entire earth with all of its possessions cannot buy such a thing, which has the potential to bring everlasting happiness for one who uses it wisely. It is precisely for this reason that the pious predecessors treasured their breathing, taking a constant reckoning of every breath. Never would they destroy a single moment. According to a hadith, the moment that a servant spends in forgetfulness will be a cause of regret from him, but at that time in the future, once one has passed from this world, remorse will be of no avail because there's nothing you can do once you've gone from here. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to uh, value every, every one of these uh, 2 billion plus seconds that we've been given and uh, forgive us for our... Um, forgive us, forgive us for the wastage that we've done. Wa akhir da'wan alhamdulillah wa alhamdulillah. اللهم انت السلام ومنك السلام وتبارك يا ذا الجلال والاكرام اللهم يا حي يا قيوم برحمتك نستغيث يا حنان يا منان لا اله الا انت سبحانك انا كنا من الظالمين جزا الله عنا محمد ما هو اهله يا الله we beseech you يا الله يا الله we implore you يا الله we ask you for your grace we ask you for your benevolence we ask you for your acceptance we ask you for your guidance we ask you for your assistance Ya Allah, assist us and help us. Ya Allah, we're so distracted. Ya Allah, focus us. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, we are so heedless. Oh Allah, grant us consciousness and focus on what is correct for us, what is beneficial for us. Oh Allah, allow us to be useful. All of these seconds that you have given us. Oh Allah, these billions of seconds that you have given us to live in this world. Oh Allah, allow us to value them now. Oh Allah, we've wasted so many and we continue to waste them. O oh Allah, allow us to understand the significance of this. O oh Allah, we have here the elderly, we have here the younger ones. O oh Allah, there must be somebody here that is close to you. O oh Allah, bless us. O oh Allah, bless us. Make this a turning point for us. Make this a source of inspiration for us. Make this a source of practice for us. A closeness to you, turning our life. Make things different. O oh Allah, the love of the things that are wasteful, the love of the things which are just just luxury for no reason. Oh Allah, we ask that you take that out of our hearts. Oh Allah, that you give us the ability and the blessing to have that which is beneficial and which is useful, that which is uh, productive and that which we need. But oh Allah, keep us away from 
our time being wasted in that which is incorrect, which that protect us from idleness. Oh Allah, protect us from idleness. Oh Allah, grant us a hayatan tayyibah. Grant us a life that is a pure life, that is a good life. Oh Allah, the blessing is coming out of this life. Oh Allah, things have gone up in price. Oh Allah, we just see this as a source of the removal of your blessing. Oh Allah, what is it that we're doing that we can change and reform that, oh Allah, that we can enjoy this life for your sake. Oh Allah, grant us enjoyment in this life for your sake. Protect us from going into the haram. Oh Allah, suffice us with the halal. Suffice us with the halal. Oh Allah, improve our relationships. Oh Allah, improve our family relationships. Improve our spousal relationship. Improve our relationship with others. Oh Allah, remove the tragedy that our brothers and sisters are facing in the different countries, especially in Palestine and Sudan and other areas. Oh Allah, remove the humiliation, the oppression, the subjugation. Oh Allah, grant them their freedom, grant them their, their grant them relief. Oh Allah, grant them delivery from this. Oh Allah, grant them dignity and their honor. Allow them to stand on their own feet. And oh Allah, grant them steadfastness. Those who've died, grant them sh- Grant them martyrdom. Oh Allah, grant them, uh, grant them shahada. Oh Allah, those who are injured, oh Allah, grant them a lot of sabr and patience. Oh Allah, grant them a high resolve. And oh Allah, oh Allah, allow us to do that which is correct and beneficial. Oh Allah, bless everybody here. Oh Allah, bless all of us here. Bless all of those who are listening. Bless the entire community. Subhana rabbika. Rabbil izzati amma yasifuna wa salamun al mursaleen alhamdulillah. Uh, the point of a lecture is to encourage people to act, to get further, an inspiration, an encouragement, persuasion. The next step is to actually start learning seriously, to read books, to take on a subject of Islam and to understand all the subjects of Islam, at least at their basic level, so that we can become more aware of what our deen wants from us. Uh, and that's why we started uh, Rayyan courses, so that uh, you can actually take organized lectures uh, on demand whenever you have free time, especially for example the Islamic Essentials uh, course that we have on there, the Islamic Essentials Certificate, which you take 20 short modules and at the end of that inshallah you will have gotten the, the basics of uh, most of the most important topics in Islam and you'll feel a lot more confident. You don't have to leave lectures behind, you can continue to leave, uh, you know, to listen to lectures, but you need to have this more sustained study as well. Jazakallah khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.